What is up, everybody? Welcome to the XFL Podcast, episode number nine. Dive in all the way into everything that happened week four. We got a lot to get into. St. Louis is a football town, y'all. It was loud. We got a huge matchup coming up next week. The Orlando Guardians still don't know what the hell they're doing. Much, much, much more to talk about, but I'm joined, as always, by the general, MG Geek. MG, how you doing, Yo, boss? I'm good, there man. How are you? out of focus. I'm no, good. Oh, I um, came as back As always, mm. as always mm. you can follow us as a tandem at XFL Pod, and we are presented by Habibi Clothing. As always, per use, XFL Pod at checkout for 10% off your order, HabibiClothing.co. <laughs> MG, week four yes, just happened of the XFL. It was loud. It was fun. Tell me about it. So um, overall, I think uh, I I enjoyed these these games this week. A couple of them were kind of ho hum. A couple were train wrecks, which we're going to get into. Um, I hate to stop what is ho doubling down. Uh, just just uh, just were there. Um, but okay. then there were a couple of good games. Uh, yeah, that's a little old school. That's thing. one of those sayings Sorry. from the fifties. I might, I might have aged myself on that one. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't know what you thought, but overall, I thought um, we're starting to get a clear delineation of who the good game teams are and who the uh, the trash fires are. Um, definitely, the Roughnecks look to be. Um, got that south on lock for the most part and uh gonna be kind of a dog fight in um in st louis or in between st louis and dc for the north so we're starting to uh see who the good good teams are and who the struggling teams are and who just plain needs um an intervention <laughs> what do yeah, you think yeah the XFL on Reddit's Twitter account has a great promo going for next week. We can't forget about the Tank Bowl, um, the Orlando Guardians versus the Vegas Vipers in the matchup of the Sucks. I don't know exactly what they're tanking for, so I think the XFL on Reddit's marketing is a little bit off there because to tank, you're typically in the NFL taking for the number one draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, you're not tanking is, for anything. Yeah, I don't know exactly what we're taking for in it's Orlando. Just a, and it's just Vegas. a, it's a, it's a term we all understand, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so we got the tank means... going on. Next week is going to be big, and I think this week was a good little. Um, this was that little sweet. This was that drink. Uh, yeah, between the Thanksgiving meal. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, like this, you, you yeah. had the dinner. The dessert's coming up, but you need a you need like a drink, some ice cream, a little smoothly smoothie or something to hold you over. I I think like like I said, I think we we were, were able to start to kind of see where the season's going now and see who who's gonna be the studs. I mean, we'll get into it, but Houston is looking really good, and so is DC. So yeah, mm, I'm you know I don't mm, like how big of a divide there is from the top to the bottom. I wish it right. was a little bit closer. Yeah, um, that's that's probably the biggest issue that, that really showed its head this week a lot. Yeah, but Houston yeah. also played the Guardians twice. Mm-hmm. So we got to also put that into account. I mean, not taking anything away yeah. from them. I think the the Roughnecks are proven to be a force to reckon with. They're 
what, 8-0, and I think, in the XFL mm-hmm. now, is they're starting to talk about that number now. I don't know if you uh, heard in the telecast some players running off the field were talking about it after the win. They're, they're paying that? attention uh, to that. The only team to never win a game in the XFL. Like, they're holding oh, that yeah. 8-0 record mm-hmm. from the 2020 season right now, too. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get right into the top story, I think, and that is... 38,310 St. Lunatics were in attendance at the Dome. They sold out every available ticket for those semantic assholes that are tweeting us saying it wasn't a sellout. If you sell every ticket available, I think that's called a sellout. It's Um, it's a sellout. Yeah, it was... It was amazing to watch. Uh, you texted me, Dorna, and it was like, this looks like professional football. Um, this is fuck, or not fuck, Cronky uh, sucks chants were running rampant. Uh, that video is flowing around. We tweeted it out. You can follow us at XFL Pod. And be sure to go ahead and like this video. Hit the subscribe button while you're at it. But, MG, what do you think of all those uh, St. Lunatics and the, the cause law going on down there in St. Louis, Missouri, or misery as some people call it? I loved it, dude. I thought it was awesome. Like, it just like I told you, I, I said, I feel like I'm watching an NFL game right now. It's like, it was loud. It was boisterous. You could, it was coming through the, the TV. I was like, at, at best, a good college game. But, but I think it because it was in that, in that uh, dome that we've seen many NFL games at before that it just came across and I loved it. It was authentic. They were excited. I, do wonder how much of these people are just there to stick it to the NFL and stick it to Kroenke yeah. and go, you know what? We're going to support We're going to, we're going to at least try to support this team uh, just to tell you F you, uh, you know, maybe it was something like that. Uh, but that's all that's, I kind of just loved it. I loved how it, it just, the atmosphere was, it was great to see. And I know that the XFL has to be, loving it and ESPN because it was definitely something it was definitely encouraging for sure yeah no it was definitely fun to watch um Danny Garcia was there in person I think that was awesome wish Dwayne was there but you know the Oscars are I believe going on right now as we're recording this but I don't I want to get into it too much because we still have to record an episode for Thursday but coming up we do have a huge game coming up next week and we hinted at it earlier MG what what's the big showdown next week that we should be looking at? So St. Louis Battle Hawks against DC Defenders at um this is at uh St. Louis in front of that same crowd. Hopefully they get a, the same turnout. I haven't even looked at what time the game is yet. I just know it's happening. Um and this is this is coming Let's off see. of uh, 2 weeks ago um when the big they had the big 7 brawl at the end of the game on Saturday. Okay, so it's the primetime game, right? Or is it one after that, is there? There's the mm. one after they have the 10 p.m., the tank bowl, Okay, there is a 10 p.m. Which okay. I assume, I am very curious to see the ratings on that because it's the two worst teams in the league at 10, 10 p.m. On a yeah, that sounds like a bad. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> but, but also, but it's that, that it's that weird week where, um, and we'll talk about all this on Thursday's episode. But there's also only one Sunday, and that's also a 10 p.m. game. Oh, that is the weird week. Uh, it's the one yeah. I told you about. Um, uh, like when we first started doing the pod, I was like, "We're gonna have one really strange week," and that's 
that's next week. Um, But yeah, so, so that game is going to be a huge swing because I believe it will, because whoever wins that game is going to have a, a lock on getting that home field uh, playoff game. And with these two uh, fan bases, that is going to be huge for whoever gets it. It's probably going to, it's probably going to be who wins the, goes to the um, championship game. So yeah, I think, I think next week uh, is going to be a very um, interesting week. and It's going to really tell a lot about where we are um, in just, you know, halfway through the season. Yes, sir. I'm excited about it, but let's get into the games that happened this week. Let's dive into week yes. four. Uh, we started out with the Houston Roughnecks um, putting their foot on the necks of the Orlando oh. Guardians, 44-16. to 16. There were 10,013 people in attendance down there in Orlando. We saw our first ever double pass touchdown, um, double touchdown pass, however you want to say it. And the Orlando's <laughs> coaching staff uh, still showed of ineptitude. Um, and yeah. there's rumbling on the streets that uh, the offensive coordinator could be the one to go down for everything that's going on right now. So, MG, what would you think about this game? Well, I don't know if you saw during probably about the third quarter, whenever that was. Oh, it was when they uh, they had that guy uh, – that second string quarterback come in and um, he oh, yeah. takes when, him down uh, the Paxton field. Lynch, Paxton yeah, Lynch got in. benched briefly. And then uh, the second string quarterback comes in and he takes him down the field. And then they put Paxton Lynch back in and Terrell Buckley about lost his mind on his offensive coordinator. Um and it's that's one thing I love about the XFL is we get to hear all this stuff. You're airing out your dirty laundry right in front of everyone, and it's kind of it's kind of fun. But yeah, you, and we'll talk about when we get to that game. We'll talk about uh, Rod Woodson too because he's another one, another treat I love. But yeah, um, Terrell Buckley is not a good coach. Um, he I tried went to tell you. for yeah, he went for um, he he tried to challenge a play. And when he tried to challenge, it was obvious he wasn't going to get it. And you yeah, knew Dean Bledino, looking at They it, didn't even cut to uh, California. Dean Bledino was just like, yeah, I'm not looking at it again. I saw what I saw. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm like, dude, it's you You got to have somebody that helps you uh, look at that and go, yeah, don't even try that. It, it's We're not going to get it. And, and it's like, but he got so upset and he thought he was right. And instead of relying on some help. He said, yeah, that that's, you know, we got that call and they didn't. I was so frustrated. I was like, dude, this is terrible. And Paxton Lynch, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. He's just, he's just bad. He was he not accurate. Touchdowns. Yeah, he was better. He was better, but still it's, you know, it, it's, it, it may even have more to do with the team around him because they were dropping balls and everything else. So, um, you know, you know what they need. They need they they need their savior. There's one man that could that could fill the shoes there at quarterbacks and take them all. Away. I know who you're gonna say. You know, <laughs> they need to just call up Mr. Carson Wentz, tell him tell him they got the number eleven ready and uh, mm-hmm. suit him up in that in that thir- throw up green and the and the high letter oh yellow my. and let could him you let him matriculate the ball mm-hmm. down the field. Oh. 
I don't think that's happening anytime soon, but uh, wishful thinking. I did see you tweeted that out, uh, and I, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Look, people love it. But Carson wants to the Guardians. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> the next game was the Seattle Sea Dragons. Oh, um, by the way, um, where is it? Um, me and MG both picked uh, Roughnecks, so we split on that one. Um, the Seattle Sea Dragons defeated the San Antonio Brahmas 15-6. to um, MG and I uh, did not split on this one. He picked the Sea Dragons. I picked the Brahmas. MG, of course, wins. 15,103 people in attendance. Um, solid game. Ben DiNucci, I know, I know he's your favorite guy right now, so why don't you talk about him a little bit, MG? Yeah, I think I think um well, we'll talk about a couple guys in the next games, but he is slowly but surely becoming one of the best uh but uh probably the top quarterback in the league cuz under with June, June Jones and that offense throwing the ball around, he's definitely putting up some stats. Uh they looked a little better. They were able to not turn the ball over as much and it helped. Uh and it still wasn't it's for this team it, you feel like they should score more. Um, 15 to yes. six is not, you know, that that's the issue that kind of offense they have with uh, those uh, guys, Josh Gordon. Um, and uh, what's the other guy that's uh, uh, blanking right now? Pearson. Mm, yes. Uh, Jock, 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 Pearson, right? There it is. Um, yeah, there it is. It took me a minute. Jesus. But yeah, um, he definitely, um, He's the leading receiver in the league, and I told you off the air uh, that as a Detroit fan, he reminds me a little bit of Amon St. Brown of the Lions. So, you know, just the guy that's uh, always going to catch the ball down the middle and it's going to get yardage and keep the chains moving. So, yeah. yeah the um, the they, Sea Dragons are just always a weird team to me. Like like you said, they're balling out, but they can't get into the end zone, and I don't understand it. It's like watching – Yeah. <laughs> It's like watching them play like they're playing in quicksand. Like they're moving yeah, they're, the ball, they're they, just not getting they can, all the way there. They can play from the 25-yard line to the 25-yard line on the other side, and then they just collapse. Yeah. <laughs> and then but, um, throw an interception they, or something. Or I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Then we go into um, into the call is law, the dome, the Santa, the Saint. Lewis Battlehawks defeated the Arlington Renegades 24 to 11 sold out crowd 38,310 It's the largest attendance figure for any spring pro football league game in the United States since the early 90s um, incredible atmosphere the Battlehawks look good and the Renegades need an offense. Slaughter is just slaughtering my eyes. It's not fun to watch. MG, I don't know about you. Mm. Uh, I, I Like I said to open, um, the crowd had a lot to do with this. It felt like a big game. It felt like a, uh, uh, an actual professional football game. And like just with the crowd in there. And um, AJ McCarron's for real. Uh, I think if i had to if if i had a a, a reselection as a uh, mvp he would definitely be um a front runner him and ben denucci i think are going to be right there uh but aj McCarron for sure um is the real deal uh slinging the ball around they looked good you know i don't have a lot more to say about it than that but yeah they they just 
completely balled and were were solid on both sides of the field. Yeah, um, I would definitely go ahead with you, even though I put picked uh, De'Ara King as my MVP. I would still probably go ahead and switch to. I would switch even to Jordan Tayamu. Um, we're yeah, about to talk about the you. defenders yeah. um, in the next little round. But, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those things where, like, I have to give St. Louis their flowers because they're winning, but they're not winning in the prettiest of ways. Like, the Roughnecks are just fucking killing people, right? Mm-hmm. But no other team, even even the defenders are having closer games. Um, there's not really anything else that's really that far ahead like we're seeing Houston do. And it's got me very confused on who's actually good and who's bad, and that's why I kind of right. It's think it, it can could, be confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Houston's just going to run the table because like nothing else is very exciting. But on to our final game, the one that just I do want to I do want to say we're... something before we before we go into that. I do want to say it. AJ McCarron was uh, now that I got the stats in front of me twenty for twenty seven, two hundred and fourteen yards, two TDs. He had one interception. Uh, probably his best, his uh, biggest target, uh, or one of his his biggest players on the team was Brian Hill, uh, and we'll get into him in a minute. But on to the next game. Yes. So the DC Defenders uh, defeated the Vegas Vipers, thirty-two to eighteen. I picked DC. MG took the mm-hmm. Vipers, so I won that one. There was eleven thousand five hundred and twenty-one people. In attendance, there was a beer snake going. It was a great environment. Once again, a little wet, a little cold. And the Vipers just once again could not get it done. We have two teams in the XFL that have yet to win a game, MG. Yes. And uh, they, the Vipers, like I Yeah, there you go. The Vipers, um, they just can't get out of their way, man. They, uh, They are so like, they try. They're like a tryhard. Where I think Orlando is just historically bad. These guys try, but they are not. They're not very good. They're they're not they, incompetent. They're just bad. Like right, Orlando's and, incompetent. And that that play at the end of the uh, I believe it was the end of the half uh, where uh, they they went for it. They got they got the uh, they thought they got the touchdown and they ended up having it. Was that the end of the game or is that the why am I why am I blanking on that? But they uh they got they thought they had the touchdown and they didn't. Um yeah. And then Rod Woodson just it was at the halftime. And Rod Woodson just uh blowing up on the uh officials trying to trying to understand why. <laughs> like he was literally trying to yell at uh Dean Blandino through the microphones. <laughs> so he's he's a he's an, he's an entertaining train wreck if anything as a coach. Um I don't know if that's you know a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, Vegas, I, they just I don't know, man. But DC defenders look great, um, both sides of the ball. I think uh, they are by far um, probably you know I know they said on the it took Joey Galloway said it on the air that he thought they were the best team in the league. I don't know about that yet, but. Um, like he called them the front runners to win it all, and if I had to, if I had to guess right now, I would say them or Houston. But, um, yeah, the beer snake is in a great environment, uh, so 
and and it was cold and they were out so i don't know man yeah it's kind of how i kind of all i got on that yeah mm. i mean it's as this being my squad it's nice to have a team that's four and oh you know what i'm saying um mg <laughs> let's let's get on to the game of the week yeah Vegas let's get on to the game squad. of the week my oh, uh my game of the week is going to be the uh Battlehawks and the Renegades. Yeah. Um even though the Renegades had zero to little offense, um, you know, I think it was still an entertaining game. The crowd was there, the crowd was into it, and it was it was appointment television for me. Like I had to be in front of the TV and watch that live. And I think, I think that's a good feeling for the XFL to finally have something. And that's going to happen next week when it's the uh, defenders and battle Hawks as well Is it's going to be, you know, appointment television right there where you kind of have to make yourself available to watch that one. MG. Yeah, I, I, I got to agree. Same game. Uh, definitely. They were just as much as I wanted to like like the, the last game uh, we saw tonight, um, and it, that was a lot of fun to watch. But they were doing a lot with the beer snake, and the announcers were playing it up. Um, but yeah, so but definitely uh, Seattle Seattle environment just made that game. So I I loved it. I I thought it was a good game, and uh, like I said. I think you're going to see a couple of the front runners for uh, offensive players of the year, AJ McCarron and others. So good game. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one to watch. Um, Let's get into our players of the weeks real quick and our power rankings before we get out of here. MG, who was your offensive player of the week? Uh, I'm going with uh, Brian, uh, Brian Hill of the battle Hawks. Um, I mentioned earlier, 89 yards and 26 carries, uh, 26 receiving yards with one touchdown, over 100 yards in total offense. He uh, he definitely was clutch uh, for um, for them this week and made a couple of great uh, – uh, when the receptions he did make, he made them look good. So that's my uh, offensive defense. I am going with Santos Ramirez, uh, D.C. defenders, had five tackles an interception and one tackle for a loss uh, and kind of helped uh, help the, the defenders kind of show why their, their defense is so good. I think, I don't know about you, but as far as defenses, like um, team defenses so far, I'm going with either these uh, DC or Houston both have good team defenses. So um, will be my number one and two. How about you? Okay, for um, offense, I went with uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback Brandon Silvers, 24 for 30, 239 yards and three tutties. Um, he almost was mine, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah. just been balling out, and he's one of those guys who I didn't think he was going to be the starter. I personally thought Cole McDonald was going to make the start for the Roughnecks, but Brandon Silvers has just been balling out. Uh, my defensive player of the week, I think might have been yours last week, um, Travis Feeney. He went down early in the game for the Battlehawks, but he's still mm-hmm. uh, going down, I think, before the second quarter. One forced fumble and one fumble recovery with, I think, uh, five tackles and didn't even play the whole game. So, uh, man, just balling. I hope he's all right, um, and he is my defensive player of the week. MG, oh, yeah, I do, uh, not a lot yes, moving in the in the power rankings. Um, I'm just keeping it simple. Pat, didn't 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we could we could keep this on the two box. I'm just gonna run through it real quick. Um, Roughnecks one, Defenders two, Battlehawks three. That stays the same from last week. Here's where we get into the changes. The Brahmas and the Sea Dragons both flip. The Sea Dragons moving to the number four spot, and the Brahmas moving down to the number five spot. And then to round out the power rankings, Renegades, Vipers, Guardians haven't moved the bottom three. Um, and that's just kind of how I see it. MG. Yes, sir. Is there anything I'm missing? I think we were pretty, pretty well, pretty, pretty quick and easy on this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Like we said at the beginning, there was, this was kind of a, I, I'm not gonna say a down week, but kind of just, a um, just in the middle, as far as some of the play goes, we definitely see who the big week. teams are. Yeah. That's a very, very good way to put it. We definitely see who the big team, the, the top teams are, and we're seeing who are showing their, their their backside (laughs) yeah this is if this is if you're uh if you're a wrestling fan here's an analogy um this is basically a roadblock to what will be wrestlemania in a couple months fair enough uh they're all (laughs) pay-per-views they're all fun to watch but you know some are just to carry the story a little bit not saying this is scripted, but we'll get at here. No, let's not, get, and... let's not open that can of worms up again. Oh, my God. No, no. dude. Hold on. Stop. I can't hear you because okay. my headphones just got yanked out. Excuse me. I'm yelling at you for even being, bringing up that notion. Uh, there you go. Well, <laughs> that was my rant hear. last week. And I said I didn't want to uh, rant this week. So, <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Go ahead and drop us a comment if you want to join in on the conversation. If you're listening on Spotify, you can scroll up on this episode and drop your own question in there. We will read them on the air. You could tweet us a question at XFLPod. Send us one on Facebook at XFLPod. Send us one on TikTok at XFL Pod. At XFL Pod is where you can find us on all social media. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. That man right there, you can follow on Twitter at the number two fight forever. That is Mr. Gonzo, MG Geek. Shout outs to him. I am John Denrich. You can follow me on all social media at Official Risk, O F F I C I A L R I Z K. Habibi Clothing. XFL pod for 10% off your order. I should be playing music this whole time. I don't know why I wasn't. MG, you got anything to say to the people? We'll say until next week. Until next week, we will see y'all Thursday. Peace.